Does prayer even work? Surely you've asked yourself this. Some things can improve your life. Some things can drastically change them. The woman in today's story had a grandmother who believed that prayer was something that would drastically change her granddaughter's hopeless-looking life. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing to you the story of a woman who was raised with a few good influences and people who loved her. Yet she still wound up making terrible decisions. Is there hope for recovery after what you've done or after what's been done to you? We'll get into that and more on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Lindsay Lambert. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Get out of my way. David, come on outside right now. Alright, whatever. Fight! 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 fight, fight How fight, dare fight. you mess with my girlfriend? What are you talking about? Nobody messes with my girl. I didn't mess with anyone. Let's go. Come on, hit it. You're nuts, man. <gasps> Brian! Stop! Oh, man. You're gonna kill him! The woman in our story started in a loving home but wound up on the streets. We'll tell you how she got there and how she got out as we share with you the true story of Lindsay Lambert right now on Unshackled. No one wakes up one day and says, I think I'm gonna be an addict. Plus, for most, you never would have thought it possible. Not here in Hot Dogs Apple Pie's small town America. Girls, time for supper. I fixed your favorite, Lindsay, country-style steak and gravy. Now, it's it's not your granny's, mind you, but it's pretty good. I can tell you that. Yummy. Mm. If you peeked inside our home in Dobson, North Carolina, you'd see what looked like a happy family. There's Mom, setting the table. Dad sits down in his place. While Mom has her back turned, Dad sneaks a warm, homemade dinner roll from the plate. Just then, Mom spins around and playfully slaps his hand. Hey. <laughs> There's four-year-old me, smiling at my dad and Mom. I'm helping put a bib on my two-year-old sister, Katie. It's such a simple scene. Such a beautiful scene. And for the rest of my life, I longed for this kind of simple. This kind of beauty. A place where I felt loved and cared for. Home. Because one year later, when I was five, my simple, beautiful world exploded. Lindsay, Katie, your daddy won't be coming home anymore. You'll visit him every other weekend. Just like the nursery rhyme about Humpty Dumpty, 
I spent the rest of my life trying to put the pieces back together again. Over the next few years, we moved several times, having to adapt to new schools, new friends. A respite from all that was the one day a week Katie and me would spend at Granny and Pa's house. It was a little taste of normal, of home. Well, I'll be Lindsay. Aren't you the prettiest little thing? Twirling round. Oh, you look just like a ballerina, you do. Thank you for my new dress. You're welcome, sweetie. All right, now, you go get your sister. We're fixing to head to church soon, and we don't want to be late. Granny? Yes, sweetie? I love you. Oh, Lindsay, honey. Bless your little heart. I want you to know something. The world may feel a bit strange, even a bit crazy at times, but you can always come here. Don't you ever forget. I won't. Granny was a strong-willed woman with a huge heart. She did her best to give us a sense of family. She took us to church every Sunday, and Granny was a prayer warrior, which was good because there were dark times ahead. Her prayers and her faith would be put through the fire, mostly because of me. And she never missed an opportunity to share what was most important to her. And so the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. So whenever you know God has told you something, and people tell you, nah, it'll never happen, always remember what Jesus said. With God, all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. With God, all things are possible. That's right, Lindsay. Always remember. The summer I was 12, I can remember sitting next to a boy I like. We're at a youth retreat for our church, and something stirred in my heart. What's wrong with you? Why are you crying? I don't know. I can't explain it. And now, I want to invite you to come forward. Come forward if you want to be saved tonight. If you want to turn your life over to the one true living God. Where are you going? I didn't really know where I was going. I just knew that my heart was not at peace. The pastor led me in the sinner's prayer and I was eager to follow Jesus, but my roots were shallow. Mom and Dad never took us to church or read the Bible. They were just surviving, just trying to pay the bills. Add to that, I was molested by a family member who was just a few years older than I was. I went to counseling, but my heart was open to something dark, a darkness that shadowed my soul like a cloud. I longed for love, love that would make me feel like I was home again. That's when I met Brian. We fell in love quickly, but something wasn't right. You were looking at Carl, weren't you? No, I wasn't. You're lying. I saw you looking at him. Brian, please, let go of my arm. It hurts. And who's that guy who took you home from the party last night? You mean David? David. Huh. 
Yeah, I needed a ride and he took me and Jennifer home. So now it's David? David? I can't believe it. David, of all people. Brian, there's nothing there. I promise you. Look who it is. David. Yeah, I'm talking to you. What's up? Meet me outside. We got someone to settle. Now. Brian, don't. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. Get out of my way. David, come on outside. Right now. Alright, whatever. How dare you mess with my girlfriend? What are you talking about? Nobody messes with my girl. I didn't mess with anyone. Let's go. Come on, hit him. Shh, you're nuts, man. <gasps> Brian, stop! Oh, you're gonna kill him! <laughs> yeah, whoa! I think I did. That's it, Brian. I'm done. I'm leaving you. What? Why? Don't you ever come near me, you hear? Hey, all y'all! You hear that? Lindsay's gonna leave me. If you leave me, I'm gonna punch a hole right through this window, and I'm gonna bleed to death. Right here in front of you. In front of all y'all. Brian, no! I'm done with your threats. I'm done with you. You need help. Stay away from me. Just stay away! Ah! This is because of you, Lindsay! It's all because of you! Brian was bleeding. Badly. David, the guy Brian beat up, almost died. They had to take both boys to the hospital. Somehow, some way, I got free from Brian. But it wasn't long before I discovered a totally different kind of bondage. Folks, we'll get back to Lindsay's story in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org. Org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the true story of Lindsay Lambert. Jennifer, what are you doing outside my window? Gonna hear us. Are you drunk? What do you think? Oh, what do you want? I, I want you to come to this party. Oh, come on, it's still going on at all. It's big, got lots of cute boys. Okay, I'll be down in a minute. Whoa! I didn't really care what mom thought. 
I was so tired of the chaos of my life. I just wanted to escape, to have some kind of fun in my life. I discovered alcohol, marijuana. What I saw as fun with the high price tag. You are grounded. Mom, please. No, Lindsay, you snuck out again last night. I, I, I didn't. Don't you lie to me. Okay, I won't do it again. I'm keeping up my grades. I am your mother, and it's my call. All right, then. I didn't talk back to my parents. I just didn't listen. And if Mom got too strict... Hey, Dad. I was looking for peace, for home. But I was creating chaos all around me. It was simply a mirror of the chaos that was turning inside of me. And it got worse, more and more drinking, and marijuana led to cocaine. Meanwhile, boys came in and out of my life, like Josh. Everyone knew him as the bad boy, but I knew he loved me. And my desperation to be loved meant I'd put up with a lot. What are you doing with the baseball bat? What do you think? I'm gonna play. At midnight? Wanna join me? I'm gonna hit a home run. Not tonight. I'm still dealing with a hangover. <laughs> now me. All right, then. You're missing out. That night, Josh got drunk and went to a car lot, and he bashed the windows of every car he found. This was the chaos that was now my normal. Happy birthday, dear Lindsay. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> so, at 16 years old, for my birthday, Granny and Pa take me to the car dealer and buy me a beautiful new car. Windows intact. Pa! Granny, thank you so much! You're welcome, Lindsay. But now listen, we've got two rules. First, no smoking cigarettes in the car. And second, that boy Josh is not allowed to ride in the car with you. Is that clear? It's clear, yes. Oh, Granny, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I love you, girl. Well, I had good intentions. Hey, Josh. Me and Jennifer are fixing to walk over to the game room. You want to come with us? You want to get drunk? Maybe. Ha! <laughs> I'm way ahead of y'all. I see. <laughs> you say you're gonna walk? Yeah, why? No reason, just asking. I, I think I'll hang out here. That was so much fun. And I'm telling you, that guy was flirting with you. No, no he wasn't. He most certainly was flirt. Oh no. What's wrong? My card's gone. Oh, oh, this is not good. Josh? Josh, are you here? Nobody home. My keys, they're gone. Jennifer, he took my car. Oh, come on, come on, let's go look for it. You have got to be kidding me. Oh, Lindsay, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. My beautiful car, it's totaled. No. Is he inside it? Uh-uh. He probably just wrapped it around this telephone pole and walked off. Hello, ladies. Josh. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, uh, sorry, really. Lindsay. What happened? Well... Why did you take my car? Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm being totally, totally honest with you, okay? I'm, I don't remember. You don't remember? Nope, not a thing. Just one big blank. Oh. Here you go. 
I got your keys for you. I lied and told my dad I wrecked the car to protect Josh. Dad grounded me. Soon after, I found out Josh was seeing other girls. He even got another girl pregnant. Finally, we split. I continued my desperate search for home. Then I met Eric, great looking guy, and he was really nice to me. I finally thought I met the guy I'd been looking for all this time. We drink and party together, do acid. Then at 19, I got pregnant. Eric didn't want a baby. We really didn't know what to do. People were telling me I should have an abortion, that I was too young to have a baby and it would ruin my college and career dreams. Although, some were encouraging me to please have the baby, that I would regret an abortion for the rest of my life. I was, though, determined to live my dream with my dream guy. We finally decided to keep our baby instead of aborting him. His name is Mason Brady. Hey there, little boy. You are adorable, you know it. I'm gonna take care of you as best I can and be the best mama I can be. Sure, it is a mobile home, but it's our mobile home. And me and your daddy are both working, making money. Always good, sweet Brady. Finally, finally, I thought I was home. But I didn't realize home is not about what surrounds you. It's about what's inside you. And inside me was this big hole. I tried to fill the emptiness with drugs. Eric introduced me to crack cocaine. It was like you're really thirsty and someone hands you a glass of salt water. Just makes you more and more thirsty. Good old Granny could see I was struggling. <coughs> granny, I really appreciate you watching Brady. Mm, you're more than welcome. Lindsay, are you okay? I'm fine, Granny. Don't worry about me. Oh, no, something's not right. I can see it in your eyes. We're getting behind on our bills. Well, why didn't you say so? I can help. Oh, thank you, Granny. Truth was, Eric and I were spending more and more on drugs. We got to the point that we'd spend an entire paycheck in one day. I'd be out all night binging. I missed work, and I lost my job at the drugstore. That was just the beginning. What's going on? Excuse me, what are you doing? Uh, ma'am, I'm here to repossess your car. You can't do that! This paper says I can, and since you stopped making payments... No, you don't understand. I need my car. You'll need to take that up with the bank, ma'am. Stop, please, please. Look, I'm just doing my job here. If you try to stop me, I, well, I'll need to call the sheriff. I lost my car that day. We got behind on the power bill, so they cut off our electricity. Then Eric left. I lost my job, my car, my house, my boyfriend. If it wasn't for Granny, I would have lost my baby boy. And I lost myself. My dream of home became my nightmare. 
I was caught with drug paraphernalia and ended up in jail. When I finally got out, I bounced in and out of rehab centers, halfway houses. My family fully expected to one day get a knock at the door or a phone call saying I was dead. And in more ways than one, I really was dead. So there I lay, there on that hard wood floor, surrounded by scattered beer cans, used up needles, it's midnight. I'm in a nasty, disgusting drug house. I'm tired, hungry, dirty, broken. And so, so alone. I'd been there for days. I had depleted my family physically, emotionally, and financially. They were done enabling me. I used to have people I could call for food, drugs, a place to get cleaned up. But they all disappeared. I had nobody, except there was one last person in the world I could count on. Yes? How can I... Oh, Granny, I just want to come home. Oh, my Lindsay, look at you. With your skin and bones. I'm sorry. You come on inside right now and get yourself a hot shower. I'll fix you a hot meal. I was so dirty, so nasty, it took several baths just to get clean. Granny made me a hot ham and cheese sandwich. It tasted so good. Next day, she fixed my favorite, country-style steak and gravy. She baked me a chocolate pie. I slept a lot. With Granny's love and hugs and encouragement, I slowly came back to myself. Lindsay, you remember that verse I taught you as a child? The, uh, the train up a child verse? Mm-hmm. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Yeah, I remember. I still believe that verse, you know. Thanks, Granny. I wish I did. But really, there's no hope for me. I keep getting pulled back into the world over and over again. What was that other verse I told you? Remember? With God, all things are possible. I still believe that one, too. This was my tip jar that I would keep on my bookshelf. I was now a waitress at a diner, and one day that door would open and change my life. Lindsay, you're up next. <gasps> Girl, look like you hit the jackpot. What are you talking about? Ooh, out in the parking lot. Good looking, tall. And he's heading your way. Well, hello. You know who he is, don't you? Tell me. <laughs> Adam Lambert. Good country boy from a good family. Hard worker. From what I hear, he's not going with anybody. And he's a virgin. Well, this is getting more and more interesting. And one more thing. What's that? He's a pastor. Wait, he's a... Well, hello there. Welcome. Oh, hi. Hello. Well, welcome to you as well. Thank you. Is this table all right? Very much so. Love it. Great table. Beautiful view. That's the parking lot. Uh, yeah. It, it's a nice one. <laughs> what would you like? Oh, I can't really say. 
I meant to drink. Water? Sweet tea? Soda? Yes, please. Thank you. You want all three? Uh, I'm sure. I'll be right back. That'd be wonderful. Thank you. Psst. What? I think he's smitten. He's a pastor. Jennifer, not exactly my type. If I were you, I'd repent and head straight to church this Sunday. Jennifer? He came back Wednesday before church, and after church he came back again for coffee. Um, by the way, my name is, uh... Adam. Wait, how'd you know that? Well, my name is... Lindsay. Wait, how did you know that? I saw you in high school. I, I was a year behind you. You haven't touched your coffee. I, I don't like coffee. You don't? Hey, can, can you sit down for a moment? I'm not really supposed to. There's hardly anybody here. Please. All right. Look, I, I hope I'm not being too forward, and I, I realize you probably say no, but still, I figured I, I need to just ask you, so... Uh, Go ahead, I ask. Will you come to church with me this Sunday? Come to church? Well... I'm sorry. I'm working this Sunday. How about next Sunday? This Sunday. Please. Uh, it would mean a lot to me. Um, sure. Why not? Adam picked me up at Granny's house. And as soon as we got to the church... Happy birthday, Pastor Adam! Happy birthday to you! Yay, Pastor Adam! Blow out the candles! Hold on. You invited me here on your birthday? Yeah. Although I had no idea about all this. That was us. Our first date. Church. A surprise birthday party. We still have a picture of that day. A good day. I didn't realize how much I really needed a good day. Adam wasn't just a good-looking man. He was a good man. When he called me up in the morning, he'd greet me with, Good morning, beautiful. Nice way to start the day, right? He'd tell me I was beautiful inside and out. He believed in me. We started seeing each other every day. We went to church together every Sunday and Wednesday. Yeah, me. It was hard to believe. Granny was smiling more than she had in a long time. Meanwhile, me and Adam would have these long, wonderful talks about God, life, and love. We prayed together, and it felt Good. Really good. You're probably thinking this is a perfect place for a happy ending. But no. In fact, this, this is one of the most painful parts of my story. After I emptied all my tip money out onto the bed, I sat there, restless, hopeless. I had trouble believing my dream of having a home and family would ever come true. I just knew something would mess up my story sooner or later, like it always did. That something was me. Meantime, a voice was calling for me. My past. Granny, do you know where Lindsay is? I've been looking all over for her. She's not answering her phone. She's gone, Adam. I have no idea where she went. She took her money and left. I don't know what to say. Neither do I. Pray. That's what I've been doing all these years. Now it's your turn to join me. I will. There I am, 
sitting in my car at night, in the dark. What is wrong with me? I don't belong here anymore. I've got a good man, finally someone who truly loves me, who takes care of me. God, all I ever wanted is to have a home, like Granny has with you. Oh, wow. I see it now. I can never be home, not even with Adam. Not until you're at home, here, in my heart. Oh, God, I've made such a mess of my life. I want to start over. I'm done with my past. Done with the mess. So done. I need your help. Please take away my craving for drugs. Break my addiction. And God, I am ready to make a home for you. Right here. Where have you been? Lindsay, I've been looking all over for you. I went back, Adam. I went back into the world. It sucked me right back. But then I realized I can never really go back. I realized how good God is to me, how good you are to me. But I also realized I'm not the kind of woman you really need for your ministry. You need someone who's much... Stop. You can just stop right there. Adam, I'm so sorry. Come here. What? Let me hold you. Adam... I don't deserve this. You feel my arms around you? Yes. It feels good. This is my love for you, and these arms will always be here for you. Hey, Lindsay? Yes? You're home. Four months later, we were married. And now it's 17 years later. I've been clean and sober all this time. Granny's gone now but she got to see me start my new life. She got to see that verse come true. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. She kept praying because she kept believing. With God, all things are possible. I've been a registered nurse for 11 years. I'm part of a ministry to women in jail, and I'm helping build a recovery house for people who suffer like I used to. Adam and I still have our long, wonderful talks about God, life, and love. We pray together. And guess what? We're building a new house that we'll share with our boys, Brady and Griffin. And we pray all the time. Prayers of thanks. Listening friend, if you ever feel hopeless, if you ever feel trapped by addiction, Jesus can set you free, just like he did for Lindsay. And if you've ever doubted where you will go once you leave this earth, you can be sure of this. Once Jesus is your Lord and you live for him, there is no doubt. You will be with him. If you need someone to talk to about this crucial matter, contact us at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607 or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 303-690-1111. 303-690-1111. 
312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And it's John 1.29, which proclaims, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That's wonderful, isn't it? Well, this plaque is gorgeous, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic and very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch. Sawn? Is that a word? Well, it is now. Or log, and cut into such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. And the bark around this one, well, it's gorgeous. This plaque has been handcrafted around the, the natural character and beauty of the wood that God created. Now, if you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, just visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. Unfortunately, we're only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org. And give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced June 27th. But the deadline for entry is June 11th. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... So, how does it feel? Fine. Fine? <laughs> Just fine? Ronnie, your bar mitzvah means you'll become a son of the commandment. Tell me what's going on. This will be the day I'm accountable for my actions and the commandments of the Torah. That's right. Dad, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Growing up, the man in our story never heard the name of Jesus except as a curse. I'm going to ask God to forgive me of all my sins. God wants to forgive you, and he made a way, the only way, through his son, Jesus. Don't, don't say his name, please. A move toward Christ would mean breaking centuries of tradition. But for Ronnie Levinson, that step would cost him a father who threatened to disown him. I want to make this very clear. You're in grave danger right now. If you don't stop, all this stuff you're listening to will cost you. We bring you the true story of Ronnie Levinson on the next Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Lindsay Lambert were Cheryl Lynn Galemo, Rick Dianowski, Lisa Keefe, Charlie Babo, and Michael Walner. Original music, Caleb Tollison. Sound effects, Michael Walner. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Script, John Fornoff. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>